Hi, I'm Trevor G. Blake from trevorgblake.com. Let me right up front establish my credibility to qualify to, to um, have your attention. So I'm a SEAL entrepreneur. I've uh, built six companies, not six out of 20, um, so six out of six. I've sold the first three for a combined enterprise value of 300 million. I know it doesn't make me Google or Amazon, but I don't want to be Google or Amazon. I'm really happy because I am a band of one. I've never had another, another employee in all of those six companies. And um, I never work more than five hours a day. If any of that is, oh, I have a unique business model that is like a plug and play. And that's why I've built six companies based upon the same model. If any of that is of interest to you, then just go to trevorgblake.com and you can go down any of the rabbit holes uh, that will lead you to how to achieve any of that. You'll also find a, a free mini course. It's called the Practical Magic of the Five Hour Workday. It's yours. There's no strings attached to that. This, this is my way of paying forward because I've learned um, what peak brain performance is like and how to deliberately structure a day, a work day and a life day, how to deliberately structure it so that we only have to work a few hours. We're at our peak performance when we do, but we also are able to achieve success with balance. So if you're somebody that hears yourself saying that there aren't enough hours in the day to do all the things I need to do, then you need to get the practical magic of the five hour work day. Hopefully that's established my credibility to, to um, keep your attention for a little while in this YouTube video. If you like what I have to say on this YouTube video and you feel that there are other people out there that need to hear this, please hit the subscribe button and give it a thumbs up. You don't give it a thumbs down because you disagree with me. You only give it a thumbs down if you think this is a dumb subject to, to be aired on uh, YouTube. So I would appreciate that. And I, I have no bones asking that because I'm a businessman. and. You show me a businessman or a salesperson that doesn't ask for the business and I'll show you a failure. If you really believe in your message and that your message or your product or your service satisfies a real need that a customer has, then you have the right, you've earned the right to ask for that business. I believe I have two books, three simple steps and secrets to a successful startup that satisfy the need that every one of you that's watching this video has. And I have the right to ask for your business. I have the right to ask you to go buy three simple steps. And then when you've read three simple steps, go and buy secrets to a successful startup. And here's why. With my companies, I don't start a company based on something I think I'm good at or something I even enjoy doing. I'm not very good at much, the truth is, if the truth be told. I start a company based upon noticing or observing in the world something that I think needs fixing. It gets under my skin a little bit. I look for a solution, then find there isn't one. So I provide the solution myself. Typically, I'm totally unqualified for it. I have been for all of my six companies, that's for sure. And I don't have a huge network. I don't have uh, access to capital, but I figure all that stuff out. And in doing so, I become an entrepreneur almost by default. And that's how most successful entrepreneurs are born. They don't set out to be a successful entrepreneur. They set out to fix something or to create something that doesn't exist that they feel is, is gonna satisfy a need. Why am I mentioning that? Because that's how my books were born. Three Simple Steps and Secrets to a Successful Startup. I have said many times, and you'll hear me saying it many times in, in podcasts and videos and articles, I'm not a great fan of the self-help personal development genre. The reason being that behind the message oftentimes is 
a hint of inauthenticity. If, if I'm going to use my hard-earned money to buy a book from somebody, I want to know that that person's qualified to teach me. And so I always encourage people, check out the author, check out the speaker. What's the real background? Now, I'm a fan of a lot of the, of the, of the famous self-help gurus. And so let, let's take a few of them. So take Wayne Dyer. So he started out with a very difficult childhood. That's very common among self-help and personal development people. I did too. I grew up in poverty. Um, we, my family were um, evicted three times before I was even seven years old. And then my mother was diagnosed with cancer and given six months to live. And my dad became unemployed and unemployable. So it was, a, it was a, you know, and, and I was also suffering from sectarian bullying. So it was a fairly tough childhood, but that's fairly common, I think, for people who, who find a way out of their version of quicksand and then want to pass that forward. So, you know, Wayne Dyer had a, Wayne Dyer had a fairly difficult childhood, but then he ended up doing well. He got, you know, he got taken care of and uh, he became a very successful academic. And he started out as a school counselor and then became, um, you know, a professor in the university. And his, his, his lectures and his ideology was around the power of positive thinking. He'd read a lot of self-help books and he was passing it on to his students. And then one day a literary agent said to him, why don't you put this down in the book? And that was his first book called The Erroneous Zone. It's a good book. I've read it. So you might say, okay, so what? So that's success. Well, then he gave up his academic career and he went around the United States selling his book from the back of his station wagon. And I admire that. I admire the determination. I admire the, the doggedness of, of all of that. And I really enjoy, I've read every Wayne Dyer book and I also had his tapes and everything because he speaks such a beautiful gravelly voice and so powerfully that it made me feel better about the life I was living. And then one day I woke up and I thought, Hang on a sec, I feel better about the life I have, but this isn't the life I want. I want a better life. And that's when I realized, you know, behind it all is this little hint of inauthenticity because Wayne Dyer had never achieved success before he started selling his books. And, you know, we could look at Tony Robbins and the same story, difficult childhood, but he left home at 17 because of a difficult childhood. And he started promoting seminars for motivational speaker um, Jim Rohn. So he'd not achieved anything in life. I mean, I mean, 17, right? So he was sort of grandfathered into motivational speaking. And obviously he's done fantastically and he's a great marketer and he's, he's, he's built a super company around all of that. And again, you know, the way he speaks and the things he says make, make you feel better about the life you have. They're, they're uplifting and that's a positive thing. But again, when I check the background of author Tony Robbins... Surely if someone's telling me how I, what I need to do, how to behave to be successful, surely they must have already proved that it works by being successful before they talk about it. Or am I missing the point? Even, even you know, more recent ones like Rhonda Byrne of The Secret, you know, she was a television producer, a minor television producer in Australia, and she read a book called The Secret of Getting Rich, which was written in, um, I think, 1910 by Wallace. And she got into then reading books about positive thinking and everything. And she got into multi-level marketing with the Hicks, you know, um, asking it is given, Esther Hicks and all of that. They were all multi-level marketers and they were doing motivational speaking cruises and they were writing this script and they fell out. And then there was a, a big fight over who had the rights to the script. And then the secret came out and the secret was marketed brilliantly. By, and it was one of the first videos to go viral at a time when we didn't really know what viral videos were. We were still, or most of us were still on dial-up internet. 
I would love to, to, to read a book of Rhonda Burns about marketing. But I had a big question mark about the book that is based on law of attraction. It's basically, this, basically a modernized version of, this, of the science of getting rich when quantum physics wasn't, it was in his early days, 1910. Okay, science was at a very basic level in 1910. And so law of attraction is not actually a law, it's a concept. It's not based on any physical laws. And so I had, I had an issue with that. And I say, okay, so, so, so this book now is telling me how I'm supposed to live in order to be successful. But the person who's telling me was a multi-level marketing motivational speaker who hadn't achieved any, any measure of success before the book caught on. And same with the Hicks. So this isn't meant to be this could come over as negative and critical, even bitter, I suppose, in a way. But I don't mean it that way. I mean that you have to be careful with your hard-end money. When, when you want to take advice from somebody about how to get out of your version of quicksand, make sure that the person who's giving the advice knows what they're talking about and has done it themselves and has success and a system that they've proved more than once. Okay? I've done it six times with my businesses. I've done it with my life. I've lived a balanced life. I was happily married for 40 years before my wife died in December last year. My same three simple steps have allowed me to deal with the grief of that in, in, a, in, a, in a way that I think is helping other people because I talk about it at trevorgblake.com and in my podcast. So all of that background leads me to say that's why I got into the self-help and personal development field in the first place because I felt that there was a lack of authenticity and it needed fixing. Just like I would start a company to fix something, I wrote a book to fix something. And the first book is Three Simple Steps. And I had quite a, a fun battle with the um, CEO of the publishing company, Ben Bella Books, over the title. Because there are literally tens of thousands of books called The Seven Steps, The Ten Steps. There's even a 42 Steps to, to Wealth. There's 42 Steps to Wealth and Richness. And when you look at the authors behind those books, very few of them have actually achieved what the book tells you to do. They haven't achieved wealth. You know, they consider wealth to be a couple of hundred thousand in royalties from the sale of the book. That's not wealth. Today, a multimillionaire, the qualification for multimillionaire is a minimum of 30 million in cash in a bank. And here's another interesting statistic. The average age of a first time self-made billionaire is 63. And there are only 2,755 self-made billionaires in the world out of 7 billion people. Well, surely if all these books are so useful, there should be more than 2,755 billionaires around. A billion is not that much money anymore. And so I wrote three simple steps to fix that because I had sold my first company. I started in 2003. I sold it in 2010 for 105.5 million. And it was an impactful company that provided medical solutions for rare diseases in children. Something that I was told was impossible, couldn't be done, that I managed to do on my own with my unique business model. And then I felt qualified to write a book about how I got out of my version of poverty way back, way back when, and the steps that I used, the concepts that I used, so I was saying about the publisher, so we had an argument about, um, he wanted to call it the X number of steps. And I didn't want to call it steps at all because that really irritates me. And so I wanted to call it the, a, map to business, a map to success in business and life. I managed to, uh, he allowed me to have that as a tagline. 
and we we had this sort of uh, negotiation and i think you know seven steps eventually got reduced to three steps so my book is called three simple steps and the three simple steps are the, f- the first concept is is reclaiming our mentality and taking control of that which means getting back to the individual we were meant to be finding our power and our purpose and uh, taking control of of our thoughts and our words because this isn't positive thinking there's no such thing as positive thinking it's nonsense because our thoughts are occur in 500 milliseconds you don't have time to stop and you don't want to because because sometimes you need a negative thought in order to survive if a car's hurtling towards you or a, or a grizzly bear is attacking you you need to get away you need a negative thought but what you do have control over is how you react to those negative thoughts and so mentality control is about thinking about thinking about what you've just thought is that harmful to me because thoughts are energy too and they convert into our material equivalent of experience and emotions so then you react differently and when that becomes a habit you start to take a degree of control over your life and you never have to become a saint but even small positive changes make a huge difference in outcomes so that's that was part one of the so that was step one right my part one the publisher's step one and then my part two was about this changing time that we're in where, where we're in a time of innovation and technological change that's so rapid there's never been a time in history like this and it produces provides so much opportunity but most people aren't looking and, and and so most people are doing things the old way you know see an opportunity or see an issue call a meeting build a team we don't have time for that anymore see an opportunity see an issue make an intuitive decision and so it's about deepening your intuition that's part two or step two as the publisher calls it and then part three is about taking all of that new power and directing it to something because all of the books that have analyzed what it takes to succeed compared to what it takes to not succeed come down to two things one is self-confidence and the other is a tendency to set big targets now most people would expect it to be connections or capital or intelligence those don't count self-confidence and a tendency to set big targets. And so part three, or step three, as the publisher called it, uh, is about finding that target and how to keep a focus, how to get to a sense of knowing of achieving that target. And that's what I do with my companies. With all of my six companies, I do all of that even before I start the company. I already know what the outcome of the company is gonna be and how much I'm willing to sell it for before I even think about raising money or, or, or starting. These are my three simple steps. This is my philosophy of life. Where did I learn it? I didn't learn it from self-help books. I learned it from biographies. When I was uh, 14 or 15, I was suffering from sectarian bullying. I hid in the town library because the idiots would never go in the town library. And I just started reading and I started reading um, biographies of, of amazing people in all kinds of, of life adventures, whether in business or music or writing or even pioneers, you know, adventurers. And I realized that they all had their version of quicksand. They got out of quicksand. They worked on their attitude and their protection. And then they hit a big target. And I saw the same patterns of behavior amongst them all. And so I just started to do that in my life. And then I went from a, you know, a, a, a very poor student to top student in the school, I went from, from poverty to becoming a, an officer in the Royal Navy. That's a, that, in that days, in the 70, late 70s, early 80s, that was a quantum leap. Um, and then I had a fantastic career traveling around the world because I was only interested in travel then. Uh, so I traveled around the world earning 330,000 a year as a salary. It's a nice way to, to travel in a while working. And then only when I got to around 40 years old did I start to think about um, my relationship with money. And I didn't have a good relationship. I still had this kind of uh, mentality of lack. 
and I still had this sort of thing in my head about you know money could be grubby and um, and I had it all wrong and and I'm a, my academic side is I, I am a physicist I have a degree in radiation physics and nuclear medicine and that that, that doesn't help me in any way but it sort of uh, whetted my appetite for, for getting into quantum physics and so in quantum physics I started to realize that everything's energy and therefore also money is energy so we convert labor into a thing called money and then we could convert money into a thing called other things like building a business or, or letting it flow in some other way and so I changed my relationship with money which is something I talk about in both my books and um, that's so so healthy and so, I, so rather than pursuing money and thinking it's something to hold on to, I realize now that, that financial independence is about flow, flow of money energy through life. That, so that when I did that, that's when I started my first company. And if you want to know more about the companies and how I started my companies, then you would put down three simple steps when you finish reading it and you would pick up secrets to a successful startup because it's a, it is a step-by-step step, and I managed to avoid saying steps. There are about 12 steps in there. <laughs> and it truly is step-by-step, step, like a stepping stones across a pond, about how you go from creating a winning idea to then envisaging its success, to then building it in real terms, to the business plan, to the, to the, um, uh, the execution, if you like, how to manage cash flow, uh, all, of the, all of that. You really don't need anything else. And I wrote that for the same reason, because when I used to walk around somewhere like Barnes and Noble, looking in the business sections and the psychology sections, there were hundreds of books written by management consultants about how to be a better manager. But I couldn't find a single book about how to do a startup properly. And I'd done it six times. So I must have something that works. I must have a program. I must have a business model whose time has come. Otherwise, it wouldn't have worked. Or I would have failed six times as well. So, so I'm six for six with my businesses and it's because of this, this program that I use, this, this business model and the program around it. And so I wrote the book again to fix something that needed fixing because there were no books in the, in the, in the library or in the bookshop like that. And so it's everything you need to know to start the right way in a startup. So I'm a businessman and I used to be a salesman and then I was a sales manager. And I always say to people, show me a salesperson or a business person who doesn't ask for the business and I'll show you a failure. And they're a failure for two reasons. One is they didn't ask. And two is they didn't ask because they didn't believe in what they have to sell. So hopefully through this YouTube video, you can tell that I believe wholeheartedly in Three Simple Steps and Secrets to a Successful Startup. They're the best two books out there because they're authentic. They're actually different because they're authentic. And I don't believe you need anything else. I believe those two books are enough for you to get out of your version of quicksand and achieve anything you want in any version of, of, of lifestyle. So, so it doesn't matter whether it's music or art or dance or theater or, or whether it's business or nonprofit. These two books will do it for you. And I want your business. And I'm confident enough to ask for your business because I believe wholeheartedly that I have solutions to the needs that you have. And so do yourself a favor, please. Um, first of all, hit the subscribe button. Give this a thumbs up, because if this is a topic that needs to be out there, that's the way it goes up the algorithm, and that's the way more people find it. Don't, don't give it a thumbs down if you just don't agree with me, because that's, that's just childlike. Give it a thumbs down if you think this is a dumb topic that is a, is a waste of airtime. okay? And then if you haven't purchased 
Three Simple Steps, which is a natural New York Times bestseller. You know, most of the six, most of the big publishers, they purchase that title, New York Times bestseller. You can do it for somewhere between fifty dollars and $100,000. Most people don't know that. Most people blindly buy a book because, oh, it's New York Times bestseller. It must be good. Oh, it's featured on Oprah Winfrey. It must be good. They don't realize the money that's exchanging hands to make that happen. I didn't do that. Okay, so we have... We have three simple steps that's been a New York Times bestseller three times, and we have secrets to a successful startup, both of which are authentically written and put out into the world to find their readers, not to be pushed down readers' throats. So do yourself a favor and buy three simple steps, read that one first, then put that one down, and I guarantee by the end of three simple steps, you'll be really interested in starting your own venture. You don't have to do what Wayne Dyer did. You don't have to give up your academic career or your other career to start a company. It's not either or. And you don't have to have just one brilliant idea. You can have dozens of brilliant ideas and you can have dozens of companies running at the same time. Like I have three at the same time right now. I'm running, uh, obviously, TrevorGBlake.com, uh, Fluffs Incorporated, and Audrey and Linda, which is a production company, at the same time. And I only work a couple of hours a day. So if any of this is of interest to you, then do yourself a favor, buy three simple steps, hit the subscribe button, give it a thumbs up, and... That way you're also paying forward at the same time. And then, you know, for an extra $10, go get Secrets to a Successful Startup and learn how you can go from zero to $100 million so quickly that it makes your head spin.